What's up, everybody? Kurt from the Formula America podcast here. Before we start this episode, I have a confession to make. I'm a dumbass. Yes, I forgot to turn on my microphone while we were recording this podcast, and unfortunately, all of my audio recorded through a laptop instead of this nice, fancy podcast microphone I have. Unfortunately, we didn't realize this until after we were done recording, and then it was too late. So, we tried to fix the audio as much as we could, but what you're about to hear is going to be a little bit different than what you're used to. Hopefully it's not too bad though because Dylan and I did have a lot of fun recording this episode and we hope you guys enjoy this. Now, enough of my sob story and on to the Miami GP prediction pod. What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your hosts, Kurt and Dylan, and we're coming at you today with some predictions for the Miami GP. Hell yeah. I hope that it's exciting. Because last year was not that exciting of a race. No, no, not really. I went and rewatched the highlights. The the biggest one was just Gasly taking Norris out in that. Yeah, crash. Been, until then it was pretty normal. And I I think a lot of it was um it was kind of overhyped. Yeah, you know how they say like this is the what do they call it the the Monaco of America. Yeah, and hell, you could see it in the ticket prices. I I, th- I just got an email the other day for special release single day tickets, and even those are ridiculous. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's too expensive to go to this race. It's crazy. And you look at it, I, I was reading some of the behind the scenes, like it's a street circuit. It's literally through the streets of Miami, but the amount of work that they put in for the grandstands for like, they repaved the entire track. Yeah. It's crazy. They're renting out the hard rock stadium to like have a little village square on the, on the stadium, like turf like they might have to have the ticket prices that high just to pay for everything (laughs) so actually i I was reading one thing they're saying this is the first race i think that formula one has paid for themselves normally the city or whatever the venue is pays for it apparently they shelled out i forget how many hundreds of million same thing with las vegas formula one itself paid for the paddock area over there um and you say streets of miami but let's not get it confused they're basically running through the parking lot of the football stadium. It's not like they're racing down South beach, which actually would be pretty sweet if they did. That would be pretty cool. The but, wind oh, would probably yeah. cause some is- serious issues. That would be another, yeah, another level, but I'm actually starting to get kind of tired of street circuits. <laughs> We're, this is our fifth race. And what four of them have been street circuits so far. Yeah. I don't, I just want some, I'm tired of overhyping. It was like, Oh man, you know, Jetta gonna be insanity, absolute carnage, like pretty boring race. You're like, yeah. oh, I'll show you should be, you know, I'll show you should be good. Phenomenal weekend. It was awesome. <laughs> We're like, oh man, Baku gonna be total carnage. Yeah, nope. it's a pretty boring weekend, actually. So it's just with Miami, it's like, yeah, just, just give me a good race. Just right. some kind of excitement, <laughs> entertainment. I don't know. I'm ready for a traditional purpose-built circuit, I think. I know who's not, though, and that's Checo. <laughs> he's sniffing hot at the heels of max six points down he's looking to come out of this weekend on and top he didn't do so well last year he came in fourth place behind both ferraris he did yeah yeah so we'll see what happens i, I don't know i think today or some this weekend might be his time i don't know i think you've got i think that last week might have been a nice little uh reality check for max and I kind of see him coming in with a little more fire in his belly this weekend. Yeah. So I was, I was actually just before this, I was reading a report. I think it was on uh, Sky 
Um, and I can't remember the name of the F1 commentator that was saying this, but he was saying that he thinks that for Max, or I'm sorry, for Checo to be successful and to actually get this championship that he wants, he's got to stop being the nice guy. Because, you know, playing that nice guy, like, you've got to get under Max's skin. You've got to get yeah. him sh- shaken up. And he was referencing in Baku during the sprint race when he didn't concede that corner to Russell. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it's little things like that that's starting to show that Max might be feeling the pressure a little bit. And, you know, if he conceded that corner, that's just one more car he has to pass. That's just, you know, more time for Checo to get out in front. And we saw that he couldn't catch him. So maybe there's something to that. But uh, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, he's good at the street circuits. But once he gets to like, you know, Silverstone or any other kind of circuit like that, I don't see, I don't know. I don't know if he'll be able to keep up with Max's pace. After yeah, that. I was reading an article. You probably saw the same one um, that I was talking about. It's kind of like Botas and Hamilton when the car was so good. It's like, you know, the beginning of the year, they're kind of close on points. And then as the year goes on, like they just kind of fall away. And the same thing happened with Checo last year. You know, he was really competitive in the first couple of races and then you know, by race 10, Max is just that much better of a driver that over the, you know, term of the season, I think he's going to just eke it out more and more and more, more consistently. Um, You know, the other thing that we've talked about a lot that I think about with this stuff a lot is people like Fernando Alonso, Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, when the pressure gets on, they tend to drive better. Like that was something we saw last year when Checo was trying to run down Leclerc for second place is he started making mental mistakes as he pushed harder. And it's like, no, you need to be running perfect laps, not overextending your car over. Like you, when the pressure's on like that, you, you need to calm down and run better laps and put perfect laps in and people like Max and people like Lewis and Fernando, the world champions do that. You see them get, a little bit flustered for a second. And then all of a sudden that lap time just starts coming down and coming down and coming down when the pressure really got turned on to Checo, his lap times got worse. Um, And that's only in a couple of races, right? Like I'm not saying that's the norm, but I think over time that difference in mentality is going to show its hand. For sure. You talk about last year, this race, if you remember last year, this race, Leclerc was also leading the championship. I want to say he was up by 18 points or something like that. Yep. So my, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> not, not even close this time. Not All right, even so close. Let's get into, into the race. So last year, like we said at the beginning, it wasn't that good of a race. A lot of the drivers were complaining. Um, the road just wasn't very grippy. I think they the the people who designed the track came out and said they had like a special aggregate that they used that had an extra limestone or something like that in the asphalt. Whatever it was, it didn't work. A lot of drivers were complaining about, about bumps as well. Um, that chicane that's going through, I think, 14, 13, 14, and 15, turns yeah. 13, 14, 15. Um, so there's some changes, at least this year. It seems like they listened to a lot of that. They redid uh, the whole track top. They re- yep. repaved it. like so, Which... Will be interesting having to rubber in a brand new track service. Like we saw this um, a couple of years ago, what track had just completely redone it? It's uh, topping, and that made a huge difference. Yeah, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's you know you say they got to rubber in a new surface, but this also isn't a racetrack. It's normally a parking yeah. lot. So I mean, either way, they're going to have to rubber in a new surface. 
But they went through, I know they made some changes to the rumble strips and to the barrier placements through that 13, 14, 15. Just probably uh, opening up lines of sight. Yeah, I think so. So there, there's some changes, so it's going to be a little bit different. So hopefully the racing will be, you know, a little bit better at least. Or maybe we'll just have another uh, Pierre Gasly incident coming through and shaking things up like he did last year with Lando. Just yeeting it into Lando. <laughs> I didn't realize, though, when I was looking at the stats for this, I didn't realize how long of a track this is. It's 5.4 kilometers. It's half a kilometer shy of being the same length as Baku was. I had no idea. It, it's a really long track. The track time, the current you know, track record's a minute 31, so it's faster than Baku, um, where they were set in 10 second, you know, slower generally. So a minute 30 that's held by max, but it's a long track. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, I forgot about the biggest change. Something you were talking about the other day. There's going to be real water. <laughs> the fake Marina is going to be. Well, that's real because wa- the water came in and they just, you know, basically put up a wall and kept it. In. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we meant to do that. But yeah, I don't know if it's going to be like a kiddie pool, like, a foot deep. I don't know how because it's not like they're going to dig a hole in the parking yeah. lot. So I don't know. But apparently the designer said that they're putting in real water this year. So that's something to they look They didn't like all the to. shit they got for the uh, the <laughs> fake marina. Yeah. Who? Which commentator was it that basically laid down and did like a snow <laughs> angel on top of it? That's that uh, is super important. We got three yeah, DRS zones. Um, Weather's supposed and, to be and, good. Chance of rain, 60% chance of rain on Sunday. Wait, really? Yeah, 40% chance on Saturday, 60% chance of rain on Sunday. Well, that's interesting. That would, I imagine, make that already slick surface even crazier to drive on. That's what I'm hoping for. (laughs) That is what I'm hoping for. That kind of went into my my, um, predictions as well, that there might be a chance for rain. All right. Well, let's hop right on into those then. Let's do it. We'll start off with our predictions for who's going to win pole. Now, let's look over last year because it's the only year that we ran this race or that this race has been run. Last year, we had Charles Leclerc on pole, followed by Carlos Carlos Sainz. Sainz. Yep. And then the two Red Bulls, Max and Perez in that order. So the Ferraris were looking good last year. Yeah. Um, They were super strong at this track. So who do you got for pole? I've got Leclerc. Yeah. Okay. I also picked Leclerc. Yeah, I did got because he was he was two tenths faster than Max last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was doing some research into Baku, so just last week, and he was a little over three tenths faster than Max there. And so I'm going to say that's going to continue over. We know how Charles uh, Leclerc is on his one lap pace. He's really good. He is, and the Ferrari showed last weekend that they still have that. Um, they just suffer really on race pace and tire degradation. So with that, with Leclerc coming off of a pole in Baku, um, I I see him probably pipping out on the pole. Not only that, but I think Charles Leclerc is also living on cloud nine right now because his song is doing so well on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. (laughs) Oh, his piano playing? Yeah, I had no idea until one of the commentators asked him about it. Yeah, he's coming out. And I was thinking about that earlier. We need to do a podcast on all of the drivers' side hustles and passion projects. Oh, that would be funny. It seems like nowadays, like, everybody's got something going on on the yeah. side, which would be we'll, – we'll save that for the next break when there's nothing else going on. Yeah, we'll talk about what uh, Fernando Alonso's side hustle is. 
Oh, we know what that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the American pop stars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on, we both have the clear on pole. So podium. This is for the GP on Sunday. Uh, we're going to go P3 through P1. So who do you got lay, coming in? Lay, lay it on me. What do you got? All right. So I got my P3. I got Leclerc. I do too. Yeah. Okay. All right. If see if we're both saying this, there's got to be some val- validity to this. Maybe. So, we'll wait till I get to the wild card. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so my P2, I have them making a, a slight bounce back this, this week. I have Alonzo coming in P2. I think it's time for him to take that step up to the second po- or uh, second step on the podium. Interesting. I've got Checo. Oh, Checo. All right. And then my P1, I have Checo for P1. What happened to Max? Where's Max? I was, right. He's, he's, he's gone. I don't know what it is. I'm just feeling... I, I feel a Max Verstappen DNF, and I'm not going to go as far as Ooh. to call whether he's going to crash out or reliability issue or something. I'm just, I, I think it's going to be a Max Verstappen DNF, which, if you're looking at the numbers, means that at the end of this weekend, we're going to have a new leader in That'd the uh, Drivers' Championship. Yeah, I went the opposite way. Max is going to win it. So, pretty standard Max, Checo, and then Leclerc. Leclerc as opposed to Alonso. And I kind of like, I was. Looking everything over from last year, um, the only thing that made me tempted to put Alonzo at number three and shake it up a little bit more is if it rains. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Ferrari tire degradation issues, um, the just general issues with the car itself, I think I, I put Alonzo up there in, in a rainy track. Just experience and who he is and how much better the aero package is. Um but with a dry track, I think that that Leclerc is gonna is gonna take it, but it's gonna be a fight behind him. I think um, three DRS zones and um, a high speed. They can get up to three hundred forty kilometers an hour, which is two ten to eleven, same as Baku on this track. I think Mercedes is really gonna be hurting, and we saw last week that the Mercedes powered cars may be a little low on the horsepowers. Um, they really, uh, you know, weren't, weren't cruising at the same speeds as the Ferrari and, uh, Red Bull powered cars. So, and that was across the board. That was McLaren Williams. Their top speeds did not touch, you know, Haas's top speed on Baku was like 215. It was faster than the Red Bulls. Um, uh, so I'm wondering if that Mercedes power unit might be a little low on the horsepowers. You know, it's um, interesting fast track at the beginning of the season. The Williams actually had one of the faster top speeds. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you'd think a, a track like less. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's something with their aero package. I'm not sure. I don't know, but it's interesting that it's all of the Mercedes-powered cars. Right. And it might be the gearing. might be the transmission. Maybe that seventh, eighth gear is just a little bit lower. I don't know. But um, because of that, yeah, Leclerc. Wild card, though. Wild card. Okay. So I went back and forth. But on the wild card, I am going to kind of try to will this into the universe and into existence. I'm going for the hometown boy, Logan Sargent, is getting his points this weekend. He's going to wind up in the points. That one. I was so <laughs> close to putting that one. I was like, Kurt's going to put that one. I got to find something else. 
I gotta go. I gotta give love to the Florida yeah. boy, man. Yeah, you, you to. have to. He, you know, he's probably living his best life in Miami right now. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Um, mine is that there will be a Ferrari power unit failure this weekend. <laughs> I feel like that's a safe bet, though. I don't I mean, know. It didn't happen for one. It didn't happen they for got one week. Fresh engines last <laughs> week, so you would think they'd be okay. You would think, in general, that power unit failures, like that, a wild card that a power unit failure is going to happen, is a safe bet. Shows how bad <laughs> their reliability is. So, oh man, I I'm hope. Will- I hope I'm, for uh, I hope for his mental health that it's not Charlotte Claire. <laughs> yeah, I would kind of rather watch Signs cry a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Ferrari power unit failure will happen at some point this weekend. Oh, you're just saying some point this weekend, not just the race, not just the race. I'm saying oh, that we, you you went for the okay, safe okay, bet. Okay. All right, all right. I'll I'm not going to say the race, quali or race. Free practices don't count. Okay, so you're slightly narrowing narrowing it down. Yep. Okay, quali or the race, you're calling a Ferrari power unit failure. Yep. All right, I'm putting it down. Write it down. It's in ink. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I, I mean, I hope it's a fun weekend. It's weird that, like, it's, you know, qualifying's at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and the race is at, I think, 2.30 in the afternoon. It's super different than... Yeah what we usually have to deal with. Um, so they, they wound up pushing back uh, Friday, the practice on Friday. I think they pushed each session back by an hour or something like that. Interesting. Um, so they changed that up and you actually, I've, it's something I forgot about, you know, the most, probably the biggest thing that I'm excited for this weekend, judging off of last year's race is the grid walk. I never get to see that for walk? one, the Martin Brundle's grid. Oh, walk. Oh, for one, because it's always, you know, super early generally for the races. So I always, yeah. when I put it on, I go through that. But last year's grid walk, if you've seen that, was incredible. Because that was the one where, you know, it's, it's Miami, right? So all of the celebrities are down there. Yeah. None of them give a damn about Formula One. Nope. And so, like, the one, the Venus sisters, he was asking them, like, who he wants to win. And they're like, oh, I'm just glad to see Lewis and the other drivers in Miami. And then he walked up to the one guy and he was like, sir, I don't know who you are, but you look pretty flashy. <laughs> what do you do? And he's like, let's just say I'm a social media sensation. <laughs> Martin <laughs> Brundle's like, Martin Brundle's like <laughs> what is it? Oh, and he's modest too. <laughs> <laughs> but that grid walk last year was awesome because it's just all these celebrities that don't know. Crap Wasn't about Miami where they did the Mercedes skit where uh, Will Smith tied Lewis Hamilton to a chair and tried to go get it in the car? I don't remember that. I'm gonna have to he had a, he up. had a full Mercedes race suit on, tied Lewis Hamilton to a to a chair, <laughs> was putting his helmet on there like and Lewis, you know, it's totally a skit. Was funny, uh, but also just in the classic ways. Lewis was like, "They're gonna know it's you." And Will Smith goes, "We're both black. They'll never know." 